Peace, peace, peace. And welcome back to Chopping It Up with the Conduit, Season 3, Episode 2. And today's special guests are none other than Grammy Award-winning super producers, Dedrick and the God Y'all Born, better known as Black Scientist. First, I would like to thank my team, my executive producer, Mika, you're the best. Graphics and visual, Mad Urgency Myron. And for video, Adam7x, aka Mecha Godzilla. Um, I would also like to thank our, you know, our family and sponsors. So what's the scenario? Street Fatigues, Grown Fresh NYC, as you can already see right here. Sorry about that, gotta fix the camera. And then we have also our new, our newest sponsor, House of Customs MD, and that's with a K. The best in refabrication and restoration work in the DMV. You can find them on our podcast website, choppingituppodcast.com, which is our new website, which was created by Grown Fresh NYC. So without further ado, I would like to bring in Dedrick and Jawborn for our special live today, Producers Corner with Chopping It Up with the Conduit. Peace to everybody who joined the room. All right, here we go. First off, Dedrick is a music producer, composer, studio owner, CEO of iWork and lead production instructor at the Keep Spinning DJ Academy. You can find him wherever art and technology come together. We're gonna build more on the drink, so I'm not gonna give you much more on the bio, so I'll make sure that y'all pay attention. And to the God Jaborn, two-time Grammy Award-winning producer, music and constant creator, thought leader, and talent buyer. <laughs> <laughs> Insane genius, mathematical, scientific are the only several words that, you know, that illustrate the musical intellect that is job born. And like I said, we will get into more of this with this interview today on uh, Chopping It Up with the Conduit, the Producer's Corner. Peace and welcome to the show, fellas. Hey, peace. peace. Thanks for having us. Well, I thank y'all for joining me. I know it's, uh, how's everything out there in, you know, in Texas and how's everything been with y'all, you know, since the pandemic? Uh, it's been, it's been actually, it's actually one of our cooler summers. Hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like it's, uh, we, we, right now we normally be like two weeks into a hundred degrees straight. So we, we just, we finally hit a hundred degrees like two days ago. Wow. Wow. So like yeah, during the pandemic, summer. did that, uh, I guess, did that forge, you know, the, the unity amongst the both of you to, you know, I mean, create more music and, you know, we actually, uh, We've been unified in creating music for years, mm -hmm. you know. But as you know, as, as as the pandemic did for a lot of people, you know, it sat a lot of folks down and kind of forced us to be more creative in the ways that we display and express our talents. Indeed. So you know, we it, yes, there was there was some uh, incubation there, black scientists wise. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic and. That baby was just born a couple of days ago. <laughs> yes, and um, I, I, you know, with that being said, I want to thank you both for uh, allowing us to use the track "Let's Cook," you know, for our promo uh, this week, bringing y'all in for the show. And as I can see, it even started off a, a Instagram challenge. Yes, uh, yeah. So uh, the first day that we released it, I was just cooking breakfast, and I was like, you know what? It's <laughs> perfect track to play right around cooking breakfast. And so I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and turn this into a challenge. And we've had like two people so far that <laughs> do it. All right, well, maybe we can get some more by the end of this this interview. Y'all ready to start? Drake, your initial, you know, beginnings in the culture, you started out rapping. And, you know, Jaborn, you started out constructing beats by learning from the Dallas legend, DJ Baby G. You know, I, I want to know how did the both of you, you know, come into hip hop and, you know, with those, I guess with Baby G's influence for you, Jaborn, how did that bring you to producing and then Drake? Like, uh, you know, what started out with the rapping? With rapping, um, well, first of all, I always played around with music since I was 13. Um, and then when I was 15, me and my friends decided to start rapping. So, of course, I, I had a group 
along with everyone else. You know, it was about six of us. Mm-hmm. And um, I started listening to, uh, when I was first listening to music, I would listen to a lot of Wu-Tang and uh, Mob Deep, you know, a lot of East Coast, uh, which in general, when we would be in school, we'd be rapping in the cafeteria and stuff. And like, by us listening to so much East Coast music, you know, it, it, it made us stand out. Mm. So, yeah, so it's like, and you know, we would write our verses and then have ciphers during lunch, you know, but we'd have it all memorized. And so like, people would be like, man, y'all are cold because, you know, we know our verses. So they think we'd be freestyling and stuff, but it, it started off something nice. And then um, that went on until like, I was like 21 and like actually uh, the first song that we tried to put together, it didn't go well mm. as a group because it was the first it was the first time we was in the studio and the first time that we put our money towards like making an actual song and it actually kind of split the group up, you know, and we all kind of went our separate ways, but uh-huh. you know, we all, we all started rapping, kept rapping and then in between that I started finding the love for production because like I was already playing the piano and stuff, but we didn't have anyone to get beats from. So like, I just defaulted as the guy that would make the beats for us. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And with you, Ja, how did, how did, you know, I know your father was definitely an influence, but how did you end up, you know, getting down with the legend, you know, you know, Baby G? Oh man, you know, Baby G was a part of a, of a, a crew, my brother's crew back in the day. Like my brothers, they, they were a part of this crew in Dallas called IGP, all right? And this was in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. They were really, IGP was really around in the mid 80s, but by the late 80s, there was this crew, IGP, and they was rapping, and there was a DJ, and Baby G was a DJ. So around that time, I was, you know, studying you know, how to create, or I was, my dad was a DJ anyway. My brother was a DJ, so I had the DJ thing heavily embedded in me. Mm. So I followed DJs, and Baby G happened to be a DJ with a SP twelve hundred drum machine, and and uh, and he just had all these old records, you know. And um, me wanted me being like a, a DJ at the time, I wanted to make beats. I just wanted to make the music that the DJs play that the people dance to. That was what my head was saying. So, okay. you know, Baby G be, be, became like a mentor. He was a nerd like me, and I was able to, well, he was a little older, of course, and I was okay. able to, to vibe with him, you know, and he uh, definitely showed me the art, you know, from even from the aspect of DJing, which is where I came from. Okay, okay. So big ups big ups to Baby G on that, man, big ups. He's still around, too, man. That's fine. Okay, peace to the legend, Baby G. Um, yeah, yeah. Yo, Dreek, you were saying about the rapping. Now, I did a little bit of background, and I understand you were, you know, ringing some bells in South Texas, even to the point where you opened up, you know, for the legend Mac-10 in Kid Frost. Yes. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm correct on that. So can you enlighten us, you know, on, on that journey? But then after that journey, how did it transition into producing? Well, again, like I, I, I entertained rapping and producing at the same time. So right. even though, even those during that time when we was performing in South Texas, it was still me rapping over the beats that I had made for the crew. So uh, at that time, uh, at that time, our group had kind of scaled down, and it was me and my brother uh, together. Uh, together, we were known as Till K. Okay. Uh, which, which is Till I Live Like a King, and then. Um, we was we teamed up with a, another guy that we know in the city, and all of us together made made, made made man familiar. And he was from South Texas, and so he he approached me. He was like, "Hey, man, he's like, I've always had that market down there. You know, we can start performing and doing shows down there." And so, like the first time that we went down there, we was they don't have a local scene, so right. we we jumped right in the fire with everyone else. Okay. And so it, it was like being played on the radio, being played in the clubs, uh, performing, doing shows in front of like 500 to 1,000 people, you know? And, um, and then the next, they asked us to come back and we was actually supposed to perform for like a big show with Ludacris and everything, but then Katrina happened. Oh, that, wow. Yeah, and so like they canceled that, but then like after all that was over, we still went back and then that's where we opened up for Mac 10 and, you know, and like, 
with us performing here in our city, we was used to like performing and doing the show and then just walking out in the crowd and just saying what's up to people like normal. We right. did that out there and that turned into us signing autographs and everybody's like, oh, I can't believe that y'all came out here in the crowd. And we're like, this is, this, we didn't we didn't think anything of it. <laughs> that was that was just normal for us. But uh, like we, we had a nice run with that and I enjoyed it, you know. Um, but then over the time, over time, I, I kept recording and doing albums. And uh, like the last project I did, I recorded a whole project. And then by the time I was done with it, I didn't have any desire to like promote it mm. or, or uh, like perform it. Like I perform maybe one or two songs from it. And I just, even when I was on stage, I just didn't, I didn't have that energy and that feel, that same feeling for rapping. Oh, you know, wow. but, okay. I, but I, I still wanted to be on stage. So that's when I knew I was done with rapping and being an artist. Mm -hmm. but that, that, that led me to like sticking to producing. And uh, from there, it just went into doing like beat battles and stuff. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, that's good to know because I want to ask Ja, you know, being as though you said that producing, I, I guess, has somewhat been embedded in you. Was there ever a time such as, say, Drake understood where maybe you he didn't, you know, you didn't want to do that at any point, or you always knew this is something that you wanted to do? You know what? I've been actively working in this business for 20 plus years. Right. Uh, my motivation, I could say, has at times, and this is natural, anybody in life, everybody goes through this, but there's been times where I've not been as motivated to do music. You know, and those were t those were time periods that I actually, you know, just um, persevered through. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's been uh, there's been moments that you know I've been like, you know what, man, I might consider something else. But really, the week, the balance I needed with music, I never got to that point. And it's crazy because 20 plus years later i'm probably the most motivated and i have so much going on now yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah um, we, def we definitely gonna build on that yes sir yes um so so let me go ahead and start off you know this is definitely a uh i don't, I don't even want to say it's a, a catchphrase but you know when it said people people know what the deal is mad props to the god Jabon. okay how did you and Erica Badu, you know, come together? Man, um, you know, and <laughs> this, this is always a cool story, but I'll try to make it short. Okay. It's cool and sweet. Okay, Bill. You God. know what? You know what? Erica Badu, um, she used to be, back in the day, she, she was known as Erica Free, or she mm. was in a group called Erica Free. So, Rob Free. Which is a, which is also one of my bandmates, cannabinoid family, Erica Badu fam. Yes, he literally stayed right around the corner from from one of my uh, longtime friends, DJ Big Texas, and uh, and they, so they stayed in the same neighborhood. And so I used to hear about them, you know, about you know about some things happening with them. And then there was a some like a talent event at a venue in Dallas that my cousin was at. And my cousin uh, heard her, and he came back to me and was like, you got to meet this girl, man. She mm -hmm. can sing. And, you know, I was just a youngster making beats. I was probably about 20 at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, next thing you know, she ended up over at my crib home studio, one speaker in the corner. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how we met. Um, so basically, you know, like she was, a, she was an artist in the city in Dallas. Um, and back then there was not that many artists or producers that were actually doing it, you know what I mean? Like actively working like that. And I uh, just, you know, this it was just, uh, I guess you could say the universe brought us together. Uh, oh, sir. It is, <laughs> you know, it's funny as you say, you know, it's funny that the universe, you know, brought you together. Cause that's always one thing I wanted to ask whenever I heard that song, you know, um, you know, one, how did you uh how did you obtain the knowledge of yourself? And then two, um, did you give Erica any knowledge or was she already on that before, you know, before y'all met? Yes, sir. Well, I got knowledge of self of my cousin Kaysan Allah. And okay, peace and, to the God. So, yes, sir. Kaysan Allah gave me knowledge of self, gave me 120 lessons and 
and set me on my journey. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I, you know, big, big love and big thanks to my cousin, Kaysan the Don. He's still here. He's still around. I still see Kaysan the Don. Okay. And uh, that's family. That's my family, family. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, those lessons came from Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam and Master Farah Muhammad. Um, so, you know, and he, he put me in that, he put me in, in that world of enlightenment. And now when I met Erica, she had already been with the gods and the earth and grandma. Okay. So she had, all, you know, so that was the, com that was the common ground that we had when we met, we were able to, to, to build immediately because that's Indeed. where she came from. And that's where she came from, you know? Indeed. Yes, sir. So from my understanding at the time, yes, she had knowledge herself and obtained it from being part of, part of social groups at Grambling University. Okay, and so, you know, with the, with the name Jabon, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and break it down in mathematics, you know what I'm saying? God manifesting, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, did you have an I did you have any idea that you would manifest, you know, the new genre of neo-soul? Of course not. This is what I was, this is what I was doing. But see, that's my name. My name is Jaborn. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? That's, God is giving life, you know. Uh, I'm the life giver. I've been known to do that um, yes. in, in different scenarios, um, you know, throughout life. You know what I mean? What we had was a sound that was different, you know, at the time. Um, there was some inspirations. I mean, the roots were out, you know, but Neo Soul had not been defined yet. Right. So Erica Badu and, and uh, D'Angelo right. came across, you know what I mean? Um, we knew what we had was new, but we, we did not coin the term the term until Kadar coined it. And then that's when we went along with it. Well, what is the description of the sound that nobody else is doing that Miss Badu was doing in Kadar? called it Neo Soul. You know, she was signed, of course, to the Massenburg, correct? Yep, Kadar Massenburg. Yeah. New York. And and so he coined the term and now the industry has birthed so many or that that genre has birthed so many great artists. Yeah. But we were the first. We were the first, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm cool with that. Now I didn't I wouldn't sit there saying and I'm a black scientist. I know that. I wasn't, I wasn't in the lab though saying I'm I'm about to create this new genre of music. Indeed. Got these chemicals. I wasn't saying that. I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm in my lab, but I, I was just loving to do music and I love to fuse different genres like jazz with hip hop or soul with hip hop, you know, and uh, that's how Neo Soul was, bro. Oh, my God. That's peace, man. I, I, I appreciate you building on that. Uh, Dreek. So you okay. said you chose the producing over the rapping, basically after you know you, after us, I guess a performance you didn't feel it on stage, correct? Correct. But with the production, you have been aligned with so many, from Dr. Dre to Denon Porter, you know Pharrell Munch and many others. You know, I want I want to know like when when you I guess were in that journey. Like, what was the pinnacle for you where you felt that, okay, in production, I know this is for me and this is what I, I, I definitely want to do, but I also want to teach. Um, well, I believe I was riding in the car one day and I was listening to the radio because I, mm -hmm. I had moments where I wanted to stop music, but um, I just remember riding in the car one day and listening to the radio and being like, I don't think I'd be able to enjoy music just being a listener. Mm. And so from that point on, I, I never looked back at right. like pursuing it and, uh, and doing it full time. So like just, I, I've always, I've always wanted to make music. I want to like, I, you know, I, I've, I've had my hands in a few things. So like, you know, I've, I just recently uh, placed a couple of joints on uh, the Rada's forty-year-old uh, version on. Netflix. Oh yeah, I know Netflix currently yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, so it's like I uh, just just in general anything that has to do with music, I've always been aligned with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like I I didn't like the teaching part of it. That came because in like some studio sessions when I would talk to artists or when I would, they would bring their producer homie through, like I would have conversations with them. And 
you know, like you don't know how much you actually know until you start trying to explain something to somebody. Okay. So it's like I would be talking to another producer or I'd be talking to an artist and they'd be like, hey man, like how do you do this and how do you do that? And I'd go on like an hour tangent of just like saying stuff. And then right. by the time the conversation is over with, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I actually know a lot more than I than I thought because like I'm just in the habit of doing things and sitting at the computer and, and fleshing my idea out. So like the teaching part of it is like, I didn't understand that I would have a love for that until I actually taught someone one-on-one -on -one once. And then I seen them go from like not knowing anything to like being really good. And then at that point I was like, you know what? Like I, I have a lot of knowledge. It'd be dope to teach kids, you know, that, cause that's something that me as a producer, I never had, I never had any place that I could go to and be like, hey, how do you do this? And how do you do that? You know, and even when I started working with Denon Porter, like within one day of me and him talking, he answered a lot of questions that I had for years. Wow. You know, and and like, um, even when, uh, when I met Dre, you know, like that day that all that happened, I was, at, I was already having like a, we was already with the Denon for the weekend and like me and him was talking and we had talked so much, you know? And I was like, man, I was like, I'm, I'm good on information just from him alone, you know? And then later on at night, the situation with Dre where I meet Dre and that turns into us working until like seven in the morning. And I'm like, I'm like, this is overload right now at this point, you know, like I was, I wasn't expecting any of this. I was just expecting to like, you know, just, I was just like being a sponge and just like soaking up all the knowledge that I could and like getting all my questions answered. And so it's like, I've always wanted to kind of return the favor to any young producer or any kid that 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 wants to do it or has a desire to do it because I I I know what it feels like to be lost and mm. trying to figure out something and not and not and not having anyone to go to. So I answer as many questions as, as the personal acts. You know, I'll go as fast as, in teaching you as fast as you want to obtain the, retain the information, you know? So like that over time, that's how I found, that's how I've turned into just being a producer and doing what I love and turning it into a teaching method as, as well. Okay. All right, with that, you know, with that being said, we know that when we talk to MCs and DJs, they, they always tell us, you know, who their influences are you know, and things of that nature. But as producers, who did you look to, you know, in your journey or might've tried to pattern some of your style after? And that's for either one of you to answer. Then, yeah, I had to say, first it was Marley Morrill. Mm. Then it was Pete Rock, of course. And, uh, and anything that a Tribe Called Quest did in the in the early in the earliest phases you know um you know so it was mainly and for me it was that it was, mm. it was them you know child call quest you know is a little fake that was sprinkled in there yeah well you know so yeah definitely had one of the pattern now or be up there with those greats when i was coming up as a youngster mm. well I, yeah i definitely see you as uh amongst the path young god um i was definitely doing in hollis when satori sent over you know the information on the both of you, and I honestly, you know, really had no idea what I was jumping into. <laughs> so please forgive my my nervousness while asking these questions because, you know, you've been in rooms, you know, with with some greats, you know, and just to sit here and pick your brain to find out, you know, these certain journeys is is obviously a blessing for me, but. You know, for for you, it obviously must be you know fulfilling you know uh, a lifelong dream, correct? Absolutely. When they say living the dream, you know, don't take that lightly. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that don't get an opportunity to to eat off of mm -hmm. what they love to do, not what they have to do. What <sighs> they love to do. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's a blessing. And you know, there was and, and when I was coming up as a youngster, I, I wanted to be like those guys. You know what I'm saying? There's always like a, an example of someone you want to be like, but not necessarily you want to be like, exactly, but you want to exactly. be like. Right. Success emulates success. Drink is a teacher. These are just people that, there's youngsters that are people in the world that will learn from him and become 
like him, maybe even better, right? Yeah. In a sense, right? Indeed. So, so now, you know, that's, that's that's the way I look at it, man. And uh, it's all it's all love. I'll, I give back too, as well. You know what I'm saying? Now in this phase, that's peak, yes, sir. Yes, Trick, I wanted to ask a question. You know, I know you you know work with you know many great MCs and other artists, but what is the difference for you between producing for artists, but then you know scoring for projects such as Forty Year Old Version that's now on Netflix and other things you have been involved with, such as you know VH1 projects and things of that nature? Uh, well, the difference is is that uh, when you're when you're putting music together for any type of TV show or film, you're uh, you're literally doing exactly what they say they want. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's, it, it stops being about what you like to hear and more about like, I need to deliver what they want that they're requesting, you know? And so like, I've, I've learned over the years that I'm really good at that. I'm really good at someone sitting next to me and being like, hey, we need this and we need it to sound like this. Can you give it to us in this time frame? You know, so like I've, I, we've been on trips out of town, and um, actually, like some of the music that I've <laughs> sent over for Forty Year Old Virgin, we was in Atlanta during A Three C putting it together. Mm. You know, so like you know, like I, I, I've never uh, taken it lightly that like people need things at a deadline or at a certain point. I've, I've even tailored my setup to where like I can do whatever I need mm. away from my computer you know and so a lot of that is just like I with VH1 they I had to send over four songs and those four songs had to sound a certain way they had to be 30 seconds in a minute and 15 then have a, a sustained ending and a, you know like that and so it's like even with the podcast with This American Life we went back and forth you know for like a week you know until they got it right and even with Guy, like Guy, when he, he'll ask me like, hey, you know, I need something and I need it like this and I need it like yesterday, <laughs> you know? And so like, I'm like, okay, cool, I got you. And he'll hit me because he knows I can do it. You can do it. Yeah, so it's like, it's definitely different doing that than artists, because with artists, I'm giving you my idea and what I think right. sounds good and what I think you sound good on. But on movies and, and TV shows and films, they're looking for a specific sound to drive a certain emotion or to get someone's attention. So it's, it's definitely a lot more intense. Okay, that no, that's peace, man. Um, thank thank you for breaking that down for me because not a lot of people, you know, know the difference to that. They they just think sometimes it's one and the same when there's actually a, a duality to a lot of things out here, so to speak. Yes, sir. Indeed. Um, job. Yes, Over the career, you work with numerous artists, you know, from the RZA, Will Smith, Snoop Dogg, and to the greatest ghostwriter of all time, in my opinion, the DOC. Okay, I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> but I want to build on your role with RC and the Grit. Ah. Also the, yeah, also the Cannabinoids, but also the Beta Tubes. So, so let's build, guys. All right, well, you know, it's interesting because I, I played uh, with the Beatles Twos last week, or actually week before last week. We've been gigging all summer. Okay. We, we, we back to our digger. Yeah, peace, peace, you know peace to our digger. Yeah, oh yeah, that's family, man. Um, yes, indeed. And then last night, oh, oh well, we, we did a private party after that, it was a Saturday after that, and then last night we backed the artist that's here in Dallas-Fort Worth by the name of Caution. He's, okay. a, he's also on the, on the, on the, on the roster here um, in this studio, one of the artists that that drink works with. Um, man, I can tell you what my role is. I take the studio to the stage, fam. I, br I bring my NPC up there. Yes. I play along with a drummer. I bring the 808s, the hi-hats, the claps. I make the sound big in the band, period. So if there's a, so so like in the grits, I do the same thing. The drummer's there, he's playing, he's playing, I'm hitting the clap on the two and the four, I'm hitting the 808s on the one, I'm making the sound big and it sounds like the record when you add a drum machine to any band. Mm. You you just you you give the sound oomph and that's my role, and in um in the grits, and in the beat of tools the beat of tools as we toured with RZA for a couple yes. of years, yeah um had that blessing opportunity I got to be in the studio with him in various places and he took us around America and taught us a lot took us under mm -hmm. his wing, so big ups to RZA um yeah peace but, to the God of RZA, you know the RC and the grits is actually Erica Badu's backing ensemble. Okay. 
So that sound is her sound. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I so I get it. And uh, the cannabinoids was an, an all electronic version of Erica Badu's sound. Okay. So the producers, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. Selection of producers. We have one drummer, but everybody else in the band was either on a DJ setup, a keyboard, or a drum machine. Mm-hmm. And that's how we that's how we rocked. And I basically did the same thing there. I was I'd be up there with uh right next to DJ A1 and and, and DJ Big Texas and Big Texas got breaks. He's spinning breaks. Um A1 is spinning sound is playing sound effects and I'm coming in with an 808 or a finger snap or something, and then we got somebody RC across the stage playing keys and mm. The list goes on. This goes so, on. So um, yeah, this is it's like a kind of like my creative brain, man. It, it just manifests these different little, <laughs> these different little pocket little scenarios, right? Yeah. And and uh, and it's part of what's kept my ears on fire as a producer mm. over the last few years. Uh, so I, a big shout out to all my whole entire music community in Dallas Fort Worth. Big respect uh, and across the world. Um, but right here from this town, like the bands you just named, yeah. we have had our hands in some of the, like, just the most influential hip hop music. Oh, I already know. Of our, of we... our time. You know yes. what I mean? Go ahead. Lay out the names, man. You can put it out there. We got to make knowledge born, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, and this just once again, I mean, like, I would say the most notable um artists that i've ever worked with was erica badu and yes. even uh personally and in the band scenario and the list goes on i, I mean uh, i've worked with little wayne to uh well little wayne my bad i'm guess i'm getting old now i said <laughs> little wayne <laughs> little wayne little wayne uh uh man conway. conway well you know what conway came out and my company galaxy nine we bought conway down here a couple times and and Benny the Butcher yeah and West Side Gun um you know yeah that's a whole nother beast right there yeah but uh you know I mean I've, I've had my I've also got a chance to work with a lot of artists not necessarily doing band work right. but also at uh, with my company Galaxy 9 big shout out to my brother Rob Ski yes that's what I was builder. about to ask you about the build on Galaxy 9 yes sir like Galaxy 9 is is a, we are an event production company. We're not like promoters, we produce events. So, you know, we bring the legends to our town and we pack the building. And yes. we, we've, we've won awards for doing so by the highest ranking publications in the town. And I'm not bragging, I'm just, hey, we, we work oh, hard. Oh, he's just stating facts we, and there's we, nothing we, wrong with that. Yeah, we, we bust our tail to get the results that we get. Indeed. Um, and uh, so, you know, I've had an opportunity to bring a lot of great people here with my company. A lot of you, a lot of hip hop acts that you and I both grew up on, Drew yes. grew up on. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, range for Slick Rick. We've had A Z here, Yo Yo, Sarok, uh, mm. Rod Diggers. Rod Diggers been here about oh, about six, seven times. Seven times. Um, Dos Effects. We've had Camp Low down here. Big big shout out to Camp Low. Uh, man, if I, I, I Master Ace, Large Professor. Uh, yeah, the list goes all, on. All, all peers. Yeah, man, the list goes on, man. Um, so even in on that on, in that aspect of uh, not being in the band, I've been uh, actually a part of a, a movement to bring real hip hop acts to this town, to the to the Dallas Fort Worth area, and mesh them with the crowd here. And the community here is hungry for it. A lot of people don't know that the music community here is so hungry, and they support. There's a myth about Dallas not supporting. I'm here to tell you, we wouldn't be eating right now if Dallas wasn't supporting. <laughs> so, Troy so, uh, so you know, my company, I want to give them props. And this is a company. It's not just a couple of people, man. We're an actual right. company. Indeed. Yes, sir. So, Galaxy 9, look us up at anybody. If you see it, or if you're online, if you're on IG after this podcast, Galaxy 9 underscore DFW. That's right, man. Y'all hear it here first, and y'all already know I'm going to, you know, pump it out for y'all. And for my people to get to know what the knowledge is. Um, Dreek, I wanted to jump to something a little bit more personal, if that's okay. Okay. I know there was a time period, you know, where you were dealing with, you know, some health issues. Yes. Um, did you step away from the music to heal or did you dive into it more? Because I assume being in the studio gives you a place of solace no one knew I was dealing with it. Well, what I was dealing with was cancer. 
So uh, I was diagnosed with stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, I did six months of chemo. And while I was doing it, no one knew. So like, and I made it a point to not let anyone know, like only mm. a few, only a few people knew. Right. I, I didn't even know until I, until like I told everyone, because I mean, we, we did sessions while I was doing the chemo, you know? Wow. And uh, what I would do is, is I would, uh, I, every other week I would go to sort of do my treatment and I knew I'd be feeling bad for like four or five days after. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I just wouldn't schedule any work for those four or five days. Mm. And then, but then like after that, I'd be feeling good and I would just cram all my work in for the next week and a half mm. until it was time for me to go do treatment again. And so like, I, I kind of just, it, it was a thing that kept me together. You know, um, I did a lot of, I wrote in a journal every day that I still have because uh shout out to my wife satori because yeah peace to satori yo yo drake word is bond not to cut your wisdom man yo your queen man she she's like she's literally my heart bro like she's done a lot for me like big time like super mentor a lot of people don't know you know between satori and god they gave me my first bookings which was you know feral Monch and black moon you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, and my first time meeting Satori was down at A3C in 2014. You know, and I was with my brother Jazz from, um, you know, Marcy Enterprises, and we were just down there building. But that weekend, Satori took care of us. I'm talking about made sure that we were in the, the correct places or made sure that we talked to the right people. You know, understand what I'm saying? And then after that, yeah, you have your interactions via social media. Mm -hmm. But when it was time for me to throw my first show, she was the first person I thought of. And I reached out to her. And without any hesitation, bro, not even a day after that, bro, Pharaoh was like, yeah, I'm down. Black Moon was like, yeah, I'm down. You know, so, you know, ever since then, you know, I, I anytime I get to thank, you know, Satori or, you know, even God for that, mat for that matter, um, I always want to make sure that I do it and let them know that I acknowledge them to the fullest and that I... I love them dearly because I wouldn't be in certain places that I am now if it wasn't just for the certain connections between them. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So pardon me for cutting your wisdom, but I had to let Satori know what time it is. Satori, I love you, sis. Yeah, like, I mean, she, um, like, I mean, she, she saw the worst of it, you know? So like, I mean, like there was days where I couldn't, there was days I couldn't function, you know? Mm. And, I, and I'm just like existing on the couch. You know, so like, I mean, because, uh, you know, I do graphics also. And so like, I just me, I think one day I had to change one thing on a graphic and it took me an hour to do it because I, mm. that's, that's just how out of it I was. So like, I definitely, I definitely kept doing it and kept entertaining music and, and I, I, I worked as much as I could because like, I didn't, I, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, I'm sick. Let me not do nothing. Let me just push everybody away. Like it was, it was something that I wanted to keep doing and be looking forward to. And also, I just I was determined to move past it. You know, right. I was determined to do whatever I needed to do to fight it and move forward. You know, so like, I mean, I did a lot of sessions. There were some days where, like, towards the end, I kind of scaled back because over time the chemo takes toll on your body, and so like, yeah. Um, I didn't want people to see me looking sick. I didn't mm. want people to, you know, like that type of stuff. And and then I didn't want sympathy from it either. You were so, just conscious right. about a lot of things. Right, right. And so like I um, I scaled back on the sessions towards the end, um, but like I still worked as hard as possible. You know, I still did still did great music while, while I was doing it. And me and Josh still cooked up, you know, like actually I, I still remember like three of the beats that we did during that time, you know? Wow. Well, that's man. Well, I just want to, you know, yeah. Well, we thank the universe that you're still here, brother. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I know a few. Of course, I'm sure you know a few that you know have suffered from, you know, that that horrible disease, and are you know are no longer with us. You know, me personally, you know, my father being one. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, I totally understand where you're going through so far as with the chemo and, you know, about having the energy, so on and so forth. Because there were days that. You know, I looked at my father, he's a superhero, but then there were days where I knew 
he needed my help. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Or needed my sister's help, so to speak. Um. So, uh, which brings me, to, you know, to uh, black scientists. You know, the two of you definitely had a, you know, a, a great journey on your own. But I wanted to know, you know, how did the two of you find each other in, in that particular moment? How did you know it was something special brewing? you know, which is now the black scientist. You know, Drink and I had this crazy chemistry in the studio where, you know, he, 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 I could, I could pass him the ball first and right off the bat, we, you know, this, we, he would create or he'd have something that was easy for me to blend to and vice mm -hmm. versa. Drink would put me the task and we meshed well quick. It was like quick. You know, and I, I, there's a key word there, chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. <laughs> yeah, speak on it. And, and um, you know, of course, from that, from the whole act of chemistry in the studio, it comes, evolves this term. And I felt like we were scientists in the lab. It's crazy because how much we relate, how we relate being in an actual laboratory hmm. in the studio. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, they they have liquids, chemicals, all kinds of stuff, genetic, modified, whatever that they do. Right. And we have what we do in this lab. So, um, so you know, as far as like the, the actual term itself, it, it was, you know, it was derived, not on our, and I'm sure the drink has definitely is going to present you his version of it but it was you know it was derived from the chemistry and the way that we were able to work and be alike and see alike in the studio mm. you know what i'm saying yes indeed. um so yeah so yeah that's how i see that so drink okay. you know i'm sure that drink's gonna have something else dope to say about it uh, you know? yeah i mean yeah I, build I actually, on that drink <clears throat> i actually have the video uh in 2014 the very first session we did together like it's it's crazy. I want to post it because mm -hmm. uh, everything that you see like behind me, like even the like none of that was up. Like I had just like moved, I think I was maybe like six months into this spot. Oh and, wow! Um, like yeah, like I hadn't even like there was still like ladders sitting in places. Like the phone wasn't even up, but right. like we were still doing a session, you know. And so like, but that day we did like three or four beats in one day, you wow. know. And, uh, and then after that, we was like, man, we like, you know how it is when you get around someone that, you know, a lot of, we spend a lot of time by ourselves. But like, once you get in a room with someone that's thinking like you're thinking, right. and you're like, okay, man, like, hey, can you come back? You know? And so then after that, we just kept meeting up and we kept meeting up and like, it just, it just, it kind of like just flourished from there. And then, you know, like I, uh, like people like my drums, but like I default the drums to Jaw because I'm like, I mean, like this is the, this is the guy. When it comes That's to the God. Yeah, you know. So it's it like, is. and then like you know, I, I like messing with samples and chopping them up, and so like he recognized that in me, and so he was like, okay, hey, we have our roles now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you come with the drums and the loops and stuff, and like he would even find samples and he'd be like, hey found a whole like folder of samples i'm gonna send them over to you you know like that and so yeah. we've we've slowly developed a sound you know and i think it was i think it was maybe like three years after us working in a studio that we was sitting here and we was like we were like yo we we have like legit built a sound together hmm. you know yeah. yeah so it's like now it's it's like so the the let's cut the single that we released like that's that was easy for us because it was like we already doing this, you know. Like we've been, we have like seven of those like that. So yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I know when uh, you know you, you sent over the track, you know me and Mika, you know definitely loved it. And then when I passed it to you know my 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 graphic and audio guy, he, he was like, oh, I'm about to play around with this. We about to you know make it pop. And sure enough, you know when we put it to the promo been getting great feedback it's, it's just a, a, a very warm feeling track you, you understand what i'm saying and i guess that's the energy that the both of y'all bring towards to the music making sure that you know we feel it as listeners yes 
Absolutely. Indeed. 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 So, uh, I mean, I see y'all in the, uh, the studio. Do y'all got something set up for the people that they might want to hear or? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, we was thinking about uh, All right, you you y'all have a treat. Black Science is live on Chopping It Up with the Conduit. Thank you. 
<laughs> yo, that was the first. That was the first year on chopping it up with the conduit, man. Y'all just heard the black scientists, the Drake and the God Y'all Born cook live right here on, on, on the podcast with us on chopping it up. Yo, yo, gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank um, you so much. Nah, this is definitely um a journey I wanted to take today, but a, a different path that we wanted to convey to the people and yes, sir. Man, to, to have the both of you, you know, just speak on, you know, the history of how, you know, hip hop influenced you and, you know, how both of you made your way, you know, within the culture, but then at the same time, finding each other to, you know, bring forth this beautiful music that we just actually witnessed on here, man. Uh, I just want to say much blessings to the both of you. Um, I, I, I build and fast that we get to, you know, talk more and, and, and be in more conversation more about this because I, I obviously think this is something super special. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, it is. All right, so um, I mean, tell the people what y'all got going on. You know, you got the new music. Uh, if you if you, if you you like, you know, Dreek, I, I know you got some things you would like to possibly speak on because I know you're out here do social work as well, you know, with your DJ Academy and um, job. You know, I guess you would like to build more on Galaxy 9 and, and how the people can get in touch with y'all and support y'all. All right, I'll, I'll try to make my quick rundown of lists. All right, uh, so if you have a child that is yes. six, five or six and up, because uh, I teach anywhere from six to fit, age 50. So mm. I'm like, if they want to learn how to make music and be a producer, then they should come to the Keep Spinning DJ Academy that's keep spinning the website is keep spinning so definitely hit us up that's the school that the academy that me and uh j clip operate so he runs the dj side i run the producer side uh we i specialize in fl studio we have another instructor that specializes in ableton so if you have your kid that wants to learn how to make beats i can teach him on any DAW. i can teach him on a computer i can teach him on an ipad so it doesn't matter. Uh, we actually use real instruments as well. So uh, just email us at info at keepspinningdj.com and then we'll have everything set up for you. Um, music wise. Uh, so I have a long list of artists that I'm working with. Yeah, hey, uh, running down the line. All right, I have to look at the board for this. So uh, <laughs> me, and Cassie have a, <laughs> me and Cassie have a song that are couple songs that are coming out we have one that's out right now called overloaded uh there's an artist that i'm working with right now named dawson parker he's released three songs at this point uh you can leave slopes and side effects that just released on uh, monday okay uh, you can all of these are already out on all streaming platforms uh there's another artist i'm working with named l25 she's a dope vocalist so me and her actually about to drop a song uh, I'm working with another artist named Stan, Stan in Francisco. Uh, Desi Five, me and Desi Five have an, a song that's about to drop. Um, Cure for Paranoia, with me and uh, Bun B actually have a song with them. So all three of us together, me and JT put a track together. So that one's actually featuring Bun B. Uh, Caution 700 just actually went to his listen, listening party two days ago. He's dropping this album, me and him have a track together. Of course, the Black Scientist Project. We dropped a single. Let's cook. Yes, um, let's we are cook. Dropping, we're dropping the actual full beat tape uh, coming soon in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, Ricky Blue and Jacob's Ladder dropped a song called "Tell Me Why" a couple months ago. That's out on all streaming platforms. Uh, me and an artist named QP have a song that's dropping called I Am Him. Me and Tony Williams actually have two songs together. Uh, we were just in the studio a week ago. So we were about to drop two songs. And there's an artist, Debbie Stones, that I'm working with that we have dropped a song together. Um, I've also done music for um, PR Yourself. It's a podcast with Leah Frazier. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, of course, music for you guys as well. Yes, you um, did. Yes, you I, have. Thank you for that. And Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I am also providing music for a chef on Money Menu on YouTube. So I'm providing music for her YouTube channel. Um, Constantly working. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't, don't forget to go on Amazon Prime and check out the movie Stay. It was released in Japan. I have music on there. Oh, and, uh, okay. And uh, 40-year-old version. 
Yes. The, the latest thing that was released on Netflix. Netflix, yes. And and, and Brother Jabon, what you got going on that we can tell the people so, you, you know, they know how to support? Yes, sir. Well, you know, first thing I want to do is uh, get you to go, all the people right now, go to Black Scientist IG. That's B-L-K-S-C-N-T-S-T. Go follow us, okay? So that way you can get up on some of the latest news, any of the challenges that we're doing on TikTok, etc. Pull us up as B-L-K-S-C-N-T-S-T. We're about to drop a full beat tank for the people in, in a few weeks. So uh, you can stay up on any any news related to that there. Um, I actually uh, produced an artist by the name of Flower Child. Yes. Um, and Flower's got a song dropping August 6th. I know Kanye pushed his, his drop to that day. We got a drop too. It's called That's Life right. Water featuring Cure for Paranoia. That's one of the artists that my brother the Drake over here is working with um, as well. So um, so that's about to drop. And I've been doing uh, some some collaborations lately uh, with uh, some uh, instrumentalists. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, Yoda, the producer. I worked with him uh, in the Beatitudes with RZA and in a few other different scenarios. Um, he and I have a few collaboration one-offs that are dropping. I'm working with Caution right now. So we, we we also have an artist that we're mutually working with. He goes by the name of Caution with a K. Okay. Um, um, and uh, my company, Galaxy 9, just to get, keep you guys up, anybody that's in the DFW or coming to the DFW within the next couple of months, we got Mike Jones next Saturday. Um, and then on September 23rd, yes, we bring in the God down here. That's Jay Electronica. Yes, and Saw Rock will be opening up. And the Beatitudes will be playing that night as well. So it's the Beatitudes, uh, Saw Rock, and Jay Electronica. That's September 23rd. In the meantime, in between time, I'm working to build my brands and I'm pushing the brands. It's Galaxy9 underscore DFW on social media. So um, go follow us. We bring the legends to this town. We also bring together the music community here and give them a platform to perform. So Galaxy9 underscore DFW, I'm Job Born. And that's J-A-H-B-O-R-N. And uh, if I forgot to shout out to something, yo, I'm going to say it anyways on somewhere on my social media. So find me. Oh, Job on Sample Flip Off. I forgot to tell y'all about oh, yeah. that yeah. before we go. So I have a sample flip that I, uh, it's actually a group on Facebook. The reason I do it there is because it's easy to organize sample flips and the groups on Facebook. Anyways. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, we have a... Uh, We've got Young Phoenix, a.k.a. Young Dreek, in the building. He's the second place uh, winner of one of my last flips. He's in the building right now. He's actually not that far from where I'm at. So big shout out to uh, to the sample flip and Young, Young Dreek, a.k.a. Young Phoenix, in the building. Uh, if you are a producer, if you like to flip samples, if you just got that skill, go on Facebook, join Job on Sample Flip Off. I'm conducting a sample flip every month. Every month. And the winner gets a platinum plaque. The winner gets money. We give away prizes, but we definitely want to make sure you get recognized and we give you the hardware to hang on the wall of your studio or home, a platinum plaque, if you win. Now, my current flip is over in a week. It's Amy Winehouse versus Porter's Head. So um, I'm giving any producer a week to submit. We're going to announce the winner at the very beginning of August. And yeah, I'm going to send them a plaque so they can hoist it up and show out. For their words, but uh, so that's what's up, y'all. Job born sample flip off. All right, that'll work, yo. Uh, again, man, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this Sunday on chopping it up with the conduit, man. I, I really enjoyed the energy and really enjoyed the story, you know, both of your journey. And um, I'm definitely looking out for more to come, yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. We really appreciate you having us, yes, sir. Thank you, man. Definitely, we're gonna connect, absolutely. And if I'm in your town, I'm definitely coming to see you, sure enough. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace, family. Have Peace. a good one. Yes, sir. All right, you too. All right. All right, y'all, man. That was uh, episode number two. In the books, baby. Chopping it up with the conduit. Season number three. We had special guest, Dedrick. And the God y'all born, better known as Black Scientist. Y'all be sure to, you know, uh, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, we're on SoundCloud, we're on podcasts on Vivo. Again, thank you to our, our sponsors. <laughs> thank you 
for for everything. I mean, this has been a lot. Uh, like I said, this season we're going a different direction, which is behind the MC. Um, we'll be in, in, in interviewing one more MC, but then the rest, of course, would be movers and shakers. Again, thank you to Dedrick. Thank you to Jabon. Thank you, Satori, for putting this together. Again, shout out to my to my family and sponsors. You know, so what's the scenario? Grown Fresh NYC. Y'all see the cloth. Street Fatigues. And of course, House of Customs MD. That's with a K. You know, best in refabrication in the DMV. And again, um, you know, we'll see y'all on, on Chopping It Up Conduit on the next go round. Until then, y'all be safe. Y'all be good to each other. One love.